4: In a world where
1: insanity reigns supreme and safety pin manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, it's comforting to know an ancient, fat, long haired, bearded reprobate has your mind in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, and despite every attempt by the SHR media network to revoke his shameless contract. We return to the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon.
5: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Bloviating Zeppelins and Berserk Bobcat Saloon radio show live and direct right here on the SHR Media Network where I am broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California. You got a belly up to the bar? We've kept your seat. It's great to see you back. Tonight is Thursday, April 4th. The year of our Lord two zero one nine. Flak Bait is going to be your bartender tonight. He pours with the best of them, and the lava lamp has been lighted now for over twenty four hours in honor of just the Alaskan. I don't want to hear about that anymore. <laughs> We don't water our drinks just like we don't water our conversation. Politics, religion, crime, culture, economics, race, sex, science, law. We talk about it all right here at the saloon. Nothing is sacred. The speech is free, but the booze is not. All we ask is that you flush the toilet, jiggle the handle, and don't forget to tip your waitress. You can listen and chat at shrmedia.com. You can watch the show on the Red Con One Media Facebook page. You can also watch the show on the SHR Media Facebook page, and you can watch the show on the SHR Media YouTube channel. Tonight in the first hour, it is the return of the underground professor, Professor Michael Jones, this far this far away from three, three doctorates. How'd you like to be that? Just like I told Kurt Schlichter on Tuesday night. I had him here Tuesday night. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to the show, you need to go quick like a bunny, quick like a bunny over to uh, SHRmedia.com because the show is posted there. You can... Listen to it in Spreaker. You can watch it on the Redcon One Facebook page. You can watch it on the SHR Media Facebook page. You can't watch it on YouTube because last Tuesday, YouTube the boob had a screw up. That was this someone forgot to start the YouTube stream. Okay, he started Redcon 1. I usually do that first. Then I started the Facebook page for SHR. I do that second. Then I want to make sure that I start the YouTube page. That's third. Okay, now I've got three live streams going right now. That's just for the visual portion, the video. Then the fourth thing that I start is Spreaker. I want to get Spreaker as close to 8 o'clock as I possibly can, just in case, um, like Jersey Joe or somebody else comes in. And I don't wanna I don't wanna clip Jersey Joe, although I haven't heard him in a while. But just in case I start Spreaker. Now Spreaker came out just great. And SHR, Facebook came out just great. Redcon one came out just great. I got over a thousand hits. Actually close to two thousand when everything is, is taken into totality from the Kurt Schlichter show and tons of people were listening in podcast and then social media ran off with that thing so really appreciate it again thanks to the truckers in america that are listening to me they mostly apparently listen in podcast although some apparently listen live and thanks to big sarge at redcon one media for allowing me to bigfoot his facebook page late at night where the political winds are streaming on the East coast late at night because uh big sarge doesn 't have any late night shows i 'm the first, so thanks to Big Sarge and everybody else knows that i 'm broadcasting right now live about, what is this eight o six p m which means it 's eleven o six p m on the east coast but on the far left coast. It's eight o six PM and we're brought we I am broadcasting two miles east of from the locus of evil on the entire West Coast. Yes, that would be the Bill Mill, the Capitol building in Shatramento, California, with a K, where late at night after I get through and I exit through that door now because the desk has been moved around, if you haven't told, if you haven't been able to tell, when I exit that door, I'm going to smell the terrible, terrible stench. Well, first I'm going to hear the, the horrible cries of the death of common sense at 10th and L. And then I'm going to smell the noxious vapors, of the foul odiferous stench of brimstone, sulfur, and quite frankly, the locus of evil on the entire left coast. If I get time tonight, I'm going to try to start something of in the second hour. I've got so much stuff to to talk about. Uh if I if I have the time, I'm going to see if maybe I can throw things open and see if the phone lines will work and uh see if I can make sort of a an open line night for the rest of the hour after I get through with
3: 1789.
1: Okay. Uh, Michael Jones. Michael Jones. Don't do this to me. Well, it happened last time. Okay, BZ, calm down, take a breath. And this is what I used to tell my my students that were driving at EVOC. I'd tell them, before you start in your pursuit course, stop, namaste, center, center, little one, center, grasshopper. So let's not go, let's not go silly wonky yet. Michael may be here. There we go. It's ringing. That's what we want. So what you do to calm yourself down is, you, you go stop the movie. in. <laughs> Michael Jones has to stop the movie. He was watching a movie yeah. waiting for me.
5: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm watching uh, Farscape, I'm getting ready to go to bed. <laughs>
1: Farscape. OK, is that is that the, yeah. like the southern version of, of saying that you want to exit on a Firescape, except that you're just saying yeah. Farscape?
5: Oh, my gosh. Have you never heard of Farscape?
1: No, I have not. What is that?
5: Oh, wow. It's like the best science fiction series ever.
1: Really? Okay.
5: uh, Oh, yeah. And it's full of, uh, you know, uh, Frank Oz and those guys? Yeah. Yeah, They're the ones who uh, created it.
1: From the Muppets. Frank Oz uh, was with the Muppets.
5: Exactly. And there are, not Muppets, but there are puppets in Farscape. Okay. And the funny thing is is that the series is so good that you forget that sometimes that they're just puppets with six people laying on the floor working on. It. <laughs>
1: so Farscape the, uh, Farscape is actually puppets.
5: Uh, well, it's got some puppets in it and then humans. And what it basically is is uh, a man named Commander Crichton, they're trying to uh, create a new way of traveling and, and maybe create a wormhole. On accident, they actually do it, and he ends up on the other end of the wormhole in, you know, some galaxy that he has no clue where he's at. And, uh, he, uh, he wakes up to find that he doesn't understand any of the languages, and there's, you know, different types of creatures out there, and he's trying to figure out his way because he doesn't know anything about this, you know, uh, universe. And he wants to get back home, basically. That's the theory of the whole show.
1: Okay. So it's almost uh, kind of sort of like Star Trek Voyager, only different?
5: Yeah, but different, yeah. And I swear to you, and this doesn't seem possible, but I'm I'm watching it for the second time right wow. now. Wow. Okay. You know, it's on uh, Amazon Prime, so I thought, oh, what the heck? I'll watch
1: it. <laughs> okay, so and, uh, how long ago was it on, since I haven't heard of it? It must not be brand new then.
5: No, I think 2001, maybe. I can't remember.
1: Okay. Our, uh, yeah, it's been, been a while. <laughs> okay, so considering the gap, the 18-year gap in special effects, because now everybody is really jaded in terms of special effects, you got to have the best. Right. Are the special effects still... Do they still hold up? Get on your side, well?
5: Yeah, not not too bad, and uh, and I was just one of the things I noticed was that uh, I was watching the movie and I forgot about them being puppets again, and <laughs> that surprised me. <laughs> but, uh, that's how I come. That was on my mind anyway. So pretty cool. Okay. Excuse give me a second, girl. I told you to get on your side. You're good on your side my Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is not a tiny dog, is in the bed and has taken over my side of it. (laughs)
1: Okay. I I had a genetic mutant Rhodesian Ridgeback at one time. Um, He was 120 pounds. He was a big darn boy. He didn't live all that long. He lived about seven years uh, before he passed away. Uh, but he was just huge, and the nicest dog you couldn't ask for. He was a great dog, a really, Those really are, good like, dog. Big
5: babies,
1: yeah. And uh, yep. I called him. His name was Bill. So I registered. This is a funny story. Okay, you guys, you came to hear the Constitution, but I'm going to tell a Rhodesian Ridgeback story <laughs> here very briefly. His name, because I registered him through the uh, AKC, American Kennel Club. <laughs> because he had his mm-hmm. mommy and daddy were papered. I named him William of Del Paso Manor. So his name was Bill. Sir William. Huh? <laughs> Bill. So, and Del Paso Manor was the school that I was next to at the time. So he was William of Del Paso Manor. It sounds very stately. I love it. Like stately yeah, it does. Wayne Manor. Okay, so just named Roxanne and I sing that song to her all the time Roxanne. <laughs> okay in chat I got to say hello to the Alaskan got to say hello to Whiskey Dale got to say hello to Michael John Pasqua got to say hello to Mary Brockman got to say to everybody what? thanks for being here thanks for listening on uh, Redcon 1 and thanks for listening on SHR Media. Mary Brockman is there. Yes she is. Are you is. talking
5: about my main girl?
1: She wow. is present and accounted for. In the saloon, we keep a seat just for Mary Brockman, as she well yes. knows. So you last know, I
5: had a nickname for her, but I've forgotten it because I've been like brain dead for the last year. Okay <laughs> laying in bed. Yep, yeah, I can't remember the nickname now. Wasn't the sheriff.
1: Um uh, the sheriff it wasn't
5: the bouncer. Yes, yeah. I yeah. think
1: Ken, if I'm not mistaken, has called her the sheriff a time or two. Right. Because she <laughs> is the bouncer on the Ken McClinton show and if, the Show. if you say any poo-poo nasties oh. or write any poo-poo nasties in there uh then bow, bing, bing, chicka, wow, wow. you're out kind of like that
5: yeah she monitored now, my chat room pretty good too
1: <laughs> now i don't have a monitor i don't have a sheriff i don't have a producer i have six screens in front of me and i'm it so for uh-huh. those of you who want to write whatever it is that you... Oh, uh, Mary Brackman in chat says she can be called the (laughs) Tsarina. That's it. My Tsarina. I forgot. (laughs) That's
5: it. Okay.
1: All right. I like that. You would not believe
5: how much I have forgotten in my life. I mean, I have literally... You know, I had five concussions in 2018. What? And, uh,
1: okay, stop. We were going to yeah, talk about concussions. We we're going to talk about the Constitution here for a second. But I, I got to ask you, folks. We're talking to Michael Jones. He is a professor. He is, as I indicated oh, I earlier, like he's about this far away from getting three doctorates. That's like an RCH away from getting three doctorates. He's that close. But the reason I had him on the show last night, or excuse me, last thursday a week ago is because professor jones being a professor is a constitutional scholar and when i have questions about the constitution or i want people to know more about the constitution because almost no one does then i have on professor michael jones who is a a stud b he used to look similar to me as we used to say when we met we are sort of twin sons from different mothers i'm the exactly. short i'm the short round one and with a full beard and mustache et cetera, and long hair and he got the tall jeans he got the tall thin jeans and i got the the round jeans cuz i mean i'm in shape round round is a shape so yeah. how hey, do this you
5: will blow your mind uh I, I went from 270 to 170 while I was laying in bed. I lost over 100 pounds.
1: Oh, okay. In what what span yeah, of time? Roughly. Um, in one year. Wow. Okay.
5: It was because uh, I get my physical every October, and uh, and so it was October to October. But, uh, but uh, that was just a year between physicals. Uh, I really lost it 100 pounds in about. Three months, <laughs> you know, while I was uh, wasting away here with that
1: sickness. Okay, well, tell me—you uh, brought it up, so you opened the door. I'm going to walk through. How did you well, get five concussions in
5: 2018? Uh, but, uh, how does basically, that? Basically, I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, that's how it happened to you, you. You're stupid. <laughs> you know, like I was vacuuming up cobwebs and lost my balance and fell and hit my head. I was getting out of the you know, my truck and hit my head on the, uh, on the ledge of the door and, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, one time, uh, I was walking and the cat jumped over the dog. The dog freaked out and jumped up and knocked me on my butt. You know, the, 23 year old German shepherd I had. And, uh, yeah, and so, you know, things like that, just things kept knocking me and getting me in the head. And at one time, I had a uh, clock on the wall, and I was uh, winding the clock, and I wound it too hard, and the clock came off the wall and hit me in the head.
1: Jesus! <laughs> so,
5: yeah. Uh, so when I say it was just pure stupidity that earned all that, I, I meant it. <laughs> you're
1: you're almost like what's that character? And I can't I can't think of the name, but it'll come to me in just a moment. There's a character in Little Abner where the cloud and the lightning was over his head all the time. Joe Buttsfolk or something like that.
5: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, something like that. And
1: you're you're the exemplar of something similar to if it weren't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all.
5: I like to sing that song, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep dark depression and excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on
6: me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's applicable. Last week, we talked about generally the Constitution. And folks, if you were listening last week, I hope that if nothing else you got out of it is that we are not a democracy. We are a CFR, which is a constitutionally federated republic. Our rights, if you don't remember anything else about the Constitution, you need to remember CFR. And you need to remember, because this is the base of everything in the United States, we get our rights not from government. We get our rights from God. Period. I'm
5: crying right now.
1: End of statement. And once you have <laughs> that understanding, the rest of the Constitution will come to you, which is why I submit most of the leftists out there don't want to acknowledge that it's a Republican. Republic, strike one. Say and insist and will continue to insist until their dying day that. Rights are rights are given to you by your benevolent yep. government. Your government, and is they say that point good. blank, by the way. Yes, yep. yes, it's the government that gives you things. It's not that who knows some creepy white guy in a robe with a beard above somewhere bestowing crap upon you. No, in reality, government. Is your God, little g government is your God, and that strike two strike three is leftists continue to push harder left, they're doubling and now tripling down on being stupid now we talked basically about the Constitution, we didn't get into the Bill of rights, uh but I have a couple of stories that I like to go over with you because i I noticed that the two and we spoke again i spoke to kurt schlichter on tuesday night and i spoke to you last thursday night and the three of us essentially sat and asked each other at different times okay delineate for you hey andy wood good to see you in chat and bigfoot great to see you in chat so we asked each other okay delineate for me give me specific examples of the last time that the democrats provided you more freedoms more liberty a, a a greater freedom and or and or reduced regulations and got government off your back because that's essentially or or allowed you to be more independent and worry about yourself and not worry about what the government is going to be giving you. So, folks, riddle me this. When was the last time the Democrats increased your freedom? Um, Professor Michael Jones, can you think of the last time that the Democrats increased your freedom, sir?
5: Well, well, let me think here. It wasn't the fact that they fought for slavery during the constitutional debates
1: no that's not freedom and
5: it wasn't the fact that they uh then pushed slavery beyond and then violated the constitution uh, because the constitution was written in a way that slavery was supposed to expire on its own but they uh no, that's they made freedom. a compromise yeah and got rid of it. or is it jim crow laws the dogs, water cannons, and uh, blocking schools. I think that was. No, wait, that's not it.
1: Yeah, that's not freedom.
5: Uh, oh, I know. Okay, I know, well, I know. Okay. It's going around and taking down all the uh, monuments, you know, and it costing the taxpayers, you know, a couple million dollars each for every monument that they destroy and take down and hide because they don't want their past known. <laughs> ah, and, uh, okay. They're doing that right over in Dallas right now. They're taking down every Confederate statue they can find that the Democrats put up, mind you, to commemorate the uh, part of Texas in the Civil War. And, yes. you know, and, yeah, and now they're trying to hide their history uh, and get rid of it, which is part of the whole thing about calling us a democracy and hiding their history, getting rid of it, uh, because they can't afford blacks to move – to the Republican Party, which, by the way, they are more and more. Yes. And Trump has just done a lot yes. um, for that because yes. he's employed more. Uh, you know, can you imagine that white, racist, hateful, Soviet-loving Trump has created more jobs for black people than Obama did? And <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't think of a single example of Democrats pushing for freedom. Except one example, and that is okay. their ability to get past the IRS and rich while they're in Congress. Because, you know, there's example after example of Democrats becoming rich when they go into uh, the House of
1: Representatives or, or the Senate. OK, you, and, uh, you have hit upon it. You have hit. Yeah. It's OK. You did come up with one point about freedoms being enabled. Oh, but sadly, it wasn't freedoms enabled for all. It was
5: no, just them.
1: Freedoms, freedoms power. enabled. Yeah,
5: I bet you that chick just from where is she from? New York or something? The bartender who's oh, now right. running the country. Right. I bet she's a millionaire within a year.
1: Oh, oh yeah. my God! That's have a I... big ass
5: tip jar she's going to have on her office.
1: Desk. Oh <laughs> my God the the stories I have for everybody in the second hour, they're monumental. And this is a funny thing, too, because uh, Professor Michael Jones, as you said about two minutes ago, they're removing Confederate statues in Dallas at this point. These are reminders, as you indicated, of what the Democrats have done, but I'm sure, and, and you'll tell me because you're not far from Dallas. Aren't they saying something similar to, do you see these evil statues and representations of what the Republicans were responsible for? The, res- the the Republicans were responsible for this. The Republicans were responsible for the KKK. Folks, don't you see? We're trying to protect all of you by removing yeah, and history. that's
5: exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to rewrite history so that they are the... Uh, you know, the ones that defend the minorities. and I mean, if you go and you look at the Republican history, that's what the Republican Party was set for. The, uh, oh, crap, I forgot the party, the Whigs. Ah, yes. uh, And the Democrats were the two major parties, and some of the Whigs broke away and started uh, started the Republican Party. They ran somebody who lost, and then they went and found Lincoln, who ran. Of course, nobody thought he would win. He was butt ugly and uh, wasn't a good talker,
1: And but he was
5: very smart. Okay?
1: Yes. The funny thing about Lincoln, he had a really kind of a high voice, and uh, he had kind of some serious mental problems, but he managed to center <laughs> himself and was a fabulous, fabulous pres- uh, president. Two things I noticed.
5: Yeah. He looked pretty normal because he hung around Mary. <laughs> she, she made Lincoln look normal. But, uh, I, what was his name uh the guy the guy he was running against uh, I'll tell you I hit my head I've forgotten a lot of stuff I used to know well, whoever was it Stevens or Adler what was his name uh
1: oh uh Douglas? The, no.
5: Yeah, that's it. Was it Yeah,
1: Douglas it Stevens, right? Okay.
5: Yeah. Uh, whoever it was Lincoln was running against uh I think it was, yeah, it was I think it was Douglas. Um they both were after Mary Todd uh, and Lincoln won by the way. Uh, but yes. they were both after the same woman. Well, uh, Douglas would not debate Lincoln, and this is a, a little-known story. And that, and that is this: that Lincoln, because he had no money, walked after Douglas everywhere he went. <laughs> Douglas, you know, of course, traveled by coach or train, and then he would give a speech and leave. And then Lincoln would walk into the town right behind him and give a speech to because the crowds were already there and ready to go and. And, you know, they had the bunting around the, uh, you know, the uh, gazebo and, you know, the bands were there. And he would walk right in behind Douglas and give a speech. And so he basically uh, piggybacked off of Douglas on the whole thing until they finally had the Lincoln-Douglas debate, which uh, Douglas got wiped for. But,
1: uh, uh, you were but, right. You know, the
5: Republicans did a lot of things, and they even made mistakes. Because, you know, the the amendments, uh, what we call the Civil War Amendments, the 14th, 15th, 16th, they passed those, uh, sadly, they passed those. But they were doing it to force the Democrats to treat black people like humans because they weren't treating them like humans still, even after the war was lost and freedom was given to the blacks. And, of course, in Texas, it took Juneteenth for us to even find out. So Juneteenth is uh, celebrated instead of – uh, whenever it was that Civil War actually ended. It took a while to get here, like six months to get here. But uh, anyway, uh, they were passing all these amendments to force the Democrats to treat black people like humans, to get rid of the uh, Jim Crow laws, and uh, the uh, grandfather clauses, you know, that your grandfather had to be born here or to pass an IQ test or a citizen's test or whatever, you know. And and so uh, those amendments were to force people, uh, the Democrats, to uh, treat blacks as normal and today, people actually believe that uh, the Republican Party is responsible for most of the misery of black people. Oh, uh, and they oh, believe
1: that God, yes, yes. because
5: they have stood in front of, you know, the, the Democrats come up with these names for these stupid laws that are going to, you know, ruin people and bankrupt the country, which they've done. And, uh, and but the names are like, you know, um, the national, Save Black people's lives, you know, uh, uh, law of twenty twelve. Yes, and, and
1: who wouldn't want that?
5: Yeah, who wouldn't right. want who that? Vote against it or something for kids or girls or, you know, whatever. And and so if you vote against it, people just hear the name. They don't know what the bill is going to do, and the Republicans aren't capable of explaining or teaching. And I don't understand that. How decade after decade, no, that's... we still can't find someone like me to run and and educate and talk.
1: That that's an epic and, fail.
5: Uh, right? It is an epic fail by our party. Well, by the Republican Party, anyway. Not my party.
1: <laughs> no, that's not my party either. I I folks, I have to be honest up front. I was first a registered Democrat. And then I started paying taxes and I had a job and I was listening to Ronnie baby and I came around and I became a Republican. But I was on honest and honest to God, long haired, red haired back when I had real hair, Uh, a hippie living in San Francisco in the late 60s, early 70s, went through college. I know, I know, I know. And then life. Came up and slapped me right across the face. And then from that point on, I became a registered Republican, and now I am a registered independent. We got to take a break. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're listening to the underground professor, Michael Jones. And we're going to be right back, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening live. Thanks for listening at uh, shrmedia.com. Thanks for being in the chat room. Thanks for watching the show on the Redcon One Media. Uh, Facebook page, and also thanks for watching the show on the SHR Media YouTube page, which I did start this time. Damn it! And uh, the SHR Media YouTube channel. We're gonna take a break and be right back after this. If you gotta go, now's a perfect time.
7: Conservative media,
6: done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Hey, this is Michael Wright,
0: and I'm Shannon Wright.
6: Join us for The Right way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday, from 7 to 9 a.m., right here on SHR Media.
2: Why are they joining us?
6: For fun things, like sports, politics.
2: Oh, maybe some news and entertainment?
6: And all kinds of other things.
2: Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff.
6: Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m., here on SHRmedia.com.
2: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York, the Lid himself, Jeff Dunnitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz.
3: Hey, girls, Carry Girl Gear is here. More and more women every day are concealed carrying, participating in competitive shooting and getting firearms training. It's not a boys' club anymore, and we don't have to shop in their stores anymore either. Finally, a cool and unique clothing line just for women. Dope tees and hats for the patriotic concealed carry and 2A girl. So what are you waiting for? Go check out carrygirlgear.com
0: today. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it.
1: The new show on the SHR Media Network, Sackheads Against Tyranny. On shrmedia.com, go there quick like a bunny, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, every Wednesday, live and direct on the SHR Media Network, shrmedia.com. Be there.
8: For 50 years, I've seen the American people blinded by corrupt politicians, a left dog media, and deceptive Islam. The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, and catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's
7: no surrender ever.
8: Because truth is not always pleasant.
9: Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. Conservative media, done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is I, the bloviating zeppelin, right here in the saloon, the Berserk Bobcat Saloon, where, let's see if I change the view. There we go. Now, if you look above, let me see if I can point properly. If you look above, right... Now, if you're watching, that's Clyde right there. So if you're watching on the Redcon One Media or watching on the SHR Media Facebook page or YouTube channel, you can see Clyde up there in the upper right. That's Clyde the Bobcat, who was given to me uh, courtesy of um, Whiskey Dale, who resides in chat right now. There's a ton of people in chat. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Tonight, we are speaking to Professor Michael Jones, who is an honest-to-God constitutional scholar and honest-to-God professor. Uh, For a time, he had a show called The Underground Professor, where he did exactly this. He talked about the Constitution for show after show after show. People would call in. People would ask him questions. And uh, his joy in life is to let people know What the Constitution really is, what it really means, why it's so important, why it's so wonderful. It's an incredible document that so many leftists don't want. Let me go back now, as I indicated before, I, I want to mention two things. As soon as the Democrats got into the House, they passed two bills, or they introduced, I should say, two bills. One was to grab your firearms right off the bat, and the second one is, uh, of course, as you should well know, um, it was the, uh, here we go, this time it's not the House, it's the Senate. The Senate Democrats introduce a measure to abolish the uh, Electoral College shock of shocks that shouldn't it shouldn't be shocking at all a group of yep. democrat senators they introduced a measure to do away with the electoral college um and they have picked up obviously on a talking point that caught fire in the 2020 democrat uh, presidential field and it was put forward <clears throat> of course by it was put uh, forward in the house by representative stephen cohen a uh, Democrat of Tennessee, and uh, in fact counts one uh, presidential, one Democrat presidential uh, contender candidate, Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, among its co-sponsors. Uh, Democrat senators Dick Durbin of Illinois, Diane Feinstein of California, and Brian Schatz of Hawaii also sponsored the res- the resolution itself <clears throat> so we spoke kind of briefly last week about the electoral college and can it be eliminated and what kind of a process do you have to go through in order to eliminate the electoral college or can the states simply declare that oh yeah Uh, we've decided uh, semi-arbitrarily that we're going to go against uh, constitutional law. Well, what I did, Professor Michael Jones, is I picked up my Mark I, Model 1 copy of the Constitution, and I have it here. It's my little pocket Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. Everybody should have one. And I went quick like a bunny to page uh, 39. And under Article 1, Section 10, I found, and then I'm going to ask Michael, uh, Professor Michael Jones, I found Article 1, Section 10, which says no state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation. Because I want to make note, folks, the states that are getting together to do away essentially with the Electoral College are calling it a compact of the states. So in in Section 10, no state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation. Um, Grant letters of mark. I love that. Letters of mark and reprisal. Coin money. Um, uh, Bills of credit make anything uh, but gold and silver coins, etc., etc. So, constitutional scholar Michael Jones... In um, Article 1 in Section 10, by any stretch of the imagination, do you suspect that that might be applicable or have something to do with negating the compact between the states to remove, essentially remove or diminish the ability of the Electoral College to do its job?
5: Okay, you know, I'm a a, um, Article 5 guy and uh, that I believe that the you know, country should come together in Article 5 and force constitutional changes on these congressmen. Of course, I also believe they should all be thrown in jail, most of them. <laughs> that, that's beside the point. Um, the, I, I'm the big Article 5 guy, okay? And why am I saying that in answer to you? Do, do you know why?
1: Um, My guess would be is because you're— Hmm. you believe in the ability of the states to conduct a certain amount of business.
5: Good. That's it. see, no confederations, but I believe that the states can come together under the concept of state nullification. okay? Okay. I believe the states can nullify actions of Congress. Now, this is important. This is a distinction. If Congress passes some stupid law, and, and the majority of the states come together and say, ah, no way, Jose, a little Spanish lingo for him, uh, then we can override the congressional legislation. Okay. Now, that's different than trying to override the Constitution. Okay. Now, under Article 5, we can go in and override the Constitution, but it either takes Congress starting the process or the states starting the process. And the states have never done this. They've tried a few times. In fact, I think there's an effort going on right now to uh, create an Article 5 under the states to come together and uh, fight something. I don't know, taxes or immigration or whatever. Um, but the difference here is is the um, crap. There's my brain not working again. Forgive me, please, because I have a lot of like spots in my brain from all the concussions. I, uh, the, I believe uh, you. What's What's the thing that we were just talking we about? Were talking about
1: uh, we were talking about Article 5 and why you're a big believer in Article 5.
5: No, no. No, the thing before. What are they trying to get rid of? Um,
1: oh, the Electoral College.
5: That's it. Thank you. That's the word. I you want. bet. Electoral College. You i bet. just locked up on it. That's okay. I saw, I, uh, for some reason, the electric company and then the theme song came into my head. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> The close. electric company. And then it wiped out what I was really thinking about, like an idiot. Um, the Electoral College is a constitutional provision, so Congress can't do anything about it, and neither can the states unless we come under Article five, either way, and then the American people all vote to get rid of it. And it would take the majority of Americans in each state and then the majority of those states to come together to get rid of the Electoral College. It cannot be legislated away, and it cannot be repealed individually by the states just because they don't like it. And and that would be probably only the blue states that would even try that. And there's only a handful of them. Unfortunately, the handful of them contain the majority of people in this country. Because if you look at electoral map, you've got a little line of blue on each edge, and then it's red every other state.
1: Uh, you, you bring up a really good point. Um, And I'm going to ask you a question about that in just a second. But I I noticed now there are 12 states that just signed this compact. New Mexico Mm -hmm. is the newest state that just signed the compact, making it 12 states. It it basically can't take effect uh, until enough states have signed on to a control uh, to control a majority of electoral college votes. That's 270. So at well, the... they can
5: try, but it would be unconstitutional. Okay. Okay. Because the rule is, there's an electoral college. You don't like it, don't run for office. <laughs> it's, it's the thing is, is this is being created by people who are bitter that they lost the election. That's that they have I... all these people voting, yes. and this is why they're, they're yes. trying to get their people to move to red states. Yes. And change them. There's a big effort in Texas to get Democrats to move here from California and New York so that they can change the Constitution uh, or change Texas's uh, Constitution and, uh, and its electoral votes because we have something like 35 or 37 electoral delegates, and that's a big whopping number. And they control California and they control uh, New York City. New York, right. Upper New York is, is red, but New York City has all the people, and therefore New York State goes Democrat every year. So they got those two. uh, um, Florida sometimes goes one way and sometimes the other. So it's kind of like a purple uh, state, and they can't count on it. And Texas is usually
1: red. In their purple-skied world, however, at the beginning of the year, only 12 states had joined. They need 270 in their mind, as far as they're concerned. They have, air quotes, 172 electoral college votes. And maybe some more states might sign on to this compact, you know, air quotes later on this year or maybe early 2020. But if you were to make an argument, uh, Professor Michael Jones, that this is unconstitutional, as you state it is, you would you would say that it's unconstitutional under Article five.
5: Well, Jeez. you know, you asked me this without me having a copy in front of me to look up what I'm talking about.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll
5: tell you what, next Thursday I'll, I'll answer that question specifically. Okay. Uh, a better argument for you. But, I, um, I was... but here, here it is. The Electoral College is in the Constitution. It, I forget the article. Article 2, I think. Okay. Uh, the, the Electoral College, how elections are going to be done, because, you know, you've got the you know, Article 1 is what, the presidency, Article 2 is Correct. the uh, House, you know, and goes on, right? Article 5 is right. how to amend the Constitution. Um, so you got, uh, I think it's Article 2 that goes over elections. They give the states a lot of leeway on how to decide elections are going to occur in the state. But there are a few rules, and one of the rules is is we got a electoral college. And uh and that's coming I think out of the article two section. Um you can correct me if I'm wrong next Thursday. I'll get a copy and look. Uh, I don't have a computer with me or anything. I'm I'm laying in bed with my dogs, my pregnant uh, um, I got a pregnant dog and then I got that Rhodesian ridge back next to me. But <laughs> uh
1: it's a two dog dog. I've got a
5: pit bull here with me. Okay, the, six babies in her.
1: Okay, then, it's, then, a, anyway, then I, it's a three-dog it. night. It's a three-dog night for you, isn't it?
5: Three-dog night. Yes. Well, now I get the party after this. That's, um, yes. But the, I think it's Article 2. But anyway, they give these instructions to the states, and part of it is we're going to have a electoral college. And then they tell the states, you got to figure out how to do it. Now, you know what they actually did in the Constitution? They said the state legislature would pick the electoral delegates. Okay. This is, this is how the power of the states was separated originally in the Constitution. The states would pick the senator, the two senators that they would send to Congress. And the, the state legislature of every state would do this. Okay. And what they would do is they would find two people that would go to Washington and represent the state. So these two guys up in Congress were not super representatives like we have today you know, having to run statewide office. They are uh, picked by the legislature to go represent Texas or California or Washington or whatever, not Washington, Washington State. Um, But uh, that was their job. And the state legislatures were given the power to do one of two things. They pick their own state uh, um, electoral delegates or they give that authority to the people. Now, the state legislatures quickly learn that we didn't like them picking <laughs> our, our electoral delegates. We wanted to vote for president. And so the state delegates, uh, the state uh, legislatures, all universally gave power to the people to pick the electoral delegates. What, when we go to vote, most people think they're actually voting for president, but they're not. They're voting for the delegates of the electoral college yes. that are going to be going from their state and then those people are responsible for voting for the president. Uh, and, uh, and there's a little bit of rules that go on that, but that's beside the point right now. So uh, those are two of the basic laws that are in the Constitution for the states. Now, the states, as I said, could band together for state nullification to get rid of legislative action by uh, Congress, but they cannot override the Constitution without going through an Article 5. And so, if these uh, rogue states come together uh, and pull their electoral delegates, then it will not be recognized. The uh, uh, you know who who validates all of these elections. There is a state um, I forget his name, a comptroller or a state election. There's somebody in each state in each state legislature who validates the election results of the electoral college. And then that is sent to believe it or not, the vice president of the United States. That's one of his few duties besides running the Senate and running around every funeral in every foreign country. Correct. Uh, This is, this is about his biggest duty. Each election is to certify the results and read them aloud in the Senate. Now, if these states come together and they try this trick, well, it could simply just be disqualified by the vice president as not recognized. And he would disqualify the whole election and we'd have to start over. And then everybody would get mad. You know, and there's no telling us what would happen. If there was a Democrat in the, in the White House, then they probably would allow this chicanery to go. And then the Republican Party would have to take it to court and you know the whole system there and go to the Supreme Court. As the court of original jurisdiction over elections uh, like this, and they would, uh, uh, you know, fight it out with the Supremes, and you never know how they vote, because that's just a uh, you know, kick the can and see where it rolls kind of thing with these people. But uh, but the simple argument is they can't do anything with their electoral delegates, uh, uh, and what happens? They're they're complaining about. And this is the funny thing, okay? And you're going to you're gonna like this part. What are they complaining about? That we don't have a system where the majority of voters elect
1: a president, I, correct? I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Yep. You're right. I yeah, like but you it. do,
5: because every single state, the way the Electoral College votes go, are by the majority of the voters in each state. So they already have majority votes. It's just done and broken down by uh, by state. And it is done this way because it protects the small states and gives them some say in the presidential election. States like Texas could basically pick your president every year if we went by uh, majority votes yes. in the country. And, you know, God help the country, if, if California, Texas, and— uh, New York and California all fall in line somehow. Uh, if the Republicans lose control of Texas then, and they get rid of Electoral College, guess what? Those four states pick the president and none of the others matter. And in future elections, I guarantee you, none of those states would ever see a presidential candidate again go through their state and campaign.
1: No, because that's well, the whole why point.
5: You go to, that's yeah, the
1: whole point is to do to this to in perpetuity. That's what the Democrats want.
5: That's what they want and it will empower them forever there's, there's no way to break it because they had the majority of people you know in this country uh, they have a majority of voters over the Republican party what the Republican party has is the majority of states that were all spread out in places like Wyoming you know where there's twelve people or Montana I think they have eighteen <laughs> and uh, you know, so you know there's only four uh, four uh, th- three or four electoral votes in a lot of these places because they're too small and you it would just not be wise to go and court those votes when you could hit the majority states and try and sway them and get you know get those votes yeah. Um, and uh, yeah so right now the electoral college guarantees that these little states the presidents have to go and pick them up Look how Trump won. Here, let me give you this example, because you know, I know there's a lot of people rolling their eyes at what I'm saying right now. If you've got any listeners up in the Rust Belt, they're the reason we have Trump as president. Okay?
1: Yes. Yes. And what yes. happened?
5: Trump went up to these little states, these Rust Belt states that are and, falling apart. No one's got any jobs.
1: Hillary Clinton campaigned. didn't. She didn't. Didn't she assumed that all would be well?
5: Yeah, and that's my point: is that if we were to get rid of the electoral college, that's exactly what the future Hillary's will do. They would just ignore places like the Rust Belt, and what it, what did. It, um, Trump, too. Did, he didn't ignore it. He went there and he campaigned and he courted them, and yep. they voted for him. They yes. believed what he had to say. Yes, and they courted him, and he did what he said he was going to do. As a matter of fact, he's like the first politician I've ever met, besides maybe Ronald, who you know got here and did the things he said he was going to do. Yeah, that he
1: and, that, uh, that he did a fraction yeah. of the things that he said that he was going to do. I I was happy as hell uh, that that he got elected, and then he elect he he installed. Uh, Two SCOTUS nominees who are in there. So from that point on, everything else besides that, as far as I'm concerned, is gravy. gravy. But here's the point. Here's the historical point that no one wants to talk about. How many presidents, I think you know this, but I'll tell you anyway, how many presidents were... okay? Get out of my, get out of my, get out of my brain. There's only room in here for the the one of us. So my question was going to be, okay, so how many presidential elections were actually determined by this terrible, this heinous, this overbearing, this dangerous electoral college? In let's see, so we've had 45 presidents. And out of 45 presidents, we've had five presidential elections that were actually determined by the Electoral College. But here's what grates in the craw of every leftist. The two of the five that were the worst offenders, President Bush, George Bush, in two thousand terrible, execrable. And of course, President Trump in 2016. That's what this is all about. It's all about Trump.
5: Yeah, it's all about current politics and how to get around the obstacles of the Constitution, which they view as a document of negative rights, as we talked about last year.
1: Here's here's proof. And
5: uh, think about this also. That one of those five where there was a tie in electoral college. It went to Congress, and that's the thing: is it goes to Congress for the decision. Um, oh, holy crap! I can't remember if it goes to the Senate or the House. Uh, I think the House. I, but think I can't it, remember.
1: Yeah, I think it goes um, to the House.
5: Yeah, and uh, and it was between Adams and Jefferson, and uh, it was a big, huge fight. And they had several votes back and forth uh, on who to elect, and uh, they finally compromised. Uh, what was his name? Uh, not Monroe, but uh, the other guy, the guy that shot himself, uh, got shot in, uh, in a duel. Uh, crap. Oh. Real famous. His founding father, could have been a president if he hadn't done this stupid stuff, had a, had a girlfriend, and okay. that all got leaked out.
1: Okay, chat, chat, you, yeah. have, you have access to computers. Help us here. Let me point this one yeah, thing out. Bro. we got about two minutes left before the, the top of the hour, and we got to change for the top of the hour. This, to me, is proof that the Electoral College is desired of being completely removed. And this is why. On Mediaite.com, I found an article where Paul Begala says the vestige, Electoral College, didn't work. And the reason it didn't work is solely, solely because Trump won. So what you said earlier is absolutely correct. It is about the electoral college, but it's about politics and bias, and who actually won. That's what they object to.
5: Right. They don't care about the Constitution no. or our rights or our ability to vote for who we want. No. They want to be the ones that get elected, and they're stacking the deck on you know. And they already do. It's incredible what Democrats do uh, to get power. So yeah, this would just be wedding on the cake. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't – I I kind of hope I don't live long enough to see this country disintegrate and go into anarchy, but uh, I'm beginning to think that it's about to. I always thought I was born too late, that I should have been born during the revolution. That would have been the time I understood how to act and, and what to do. But uh, now I'm wondering if I was born too early because uh, I'm too damn old to do anything like fight <laughs> you know, in the coming revolution that's going to occur when uh, – when the anarchy begins, when the Constitution is destroyed. And completely.
1: the chat room saves us once again. Aaron, Aaron <coughs> yes. Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Hmm. So thanks See, to... my memory,
5: I have all this crap in my head. I just can't ever remember, you know, the things. It just locks up.
1: Thanks to oh, Dave Milner in chat who said Aaron Burr. So, oh, Professor... My,
5: Best friend.
1: Michael yeah. Jones, thank you ever so kindly for being here tonight. I greatly appreciate oh,
5: good. it. You're not asking me to stay over again.
1: No, good. no, because I'm because I can I can yeah. I can tell that you've got things to do and sleep oh, to conduct.
5: Nah, I'm okay. Seriously, I'm okay. I'm just messing with my dogs. If you want to keep going over the constitution, I will. If, if you um, got too much to do your next hour, I'll say goodbye.
1: I, I do have but a a I'm lot good. of things to do, but the the most important question is Can you come back? Mm
5: -hmm. Next Thursday?
1: Uh, We'll shoot for next Thursday. All
5: right. Are you on other days? Tuesday, you have other people on, though.
1: not I I have people on Tuesday and Thursday. Those are my broadcasting days. So it doesn't have to be Thursday. It can be uh, Tuesday. It's just been a Thursday because I've had other people on Tuesdays so far.
5: Okay. I'll tell you what, text me when you want me, Tuesday or Thursday. I'm usually available at this time. Okay. I'm usually laying in bed about 10 o'clock every night. Okay. uh, So you can get me.
1: Beautiful. (laughs) Folks, that's the underground professor. And uh, that's Professor Michael Jones, who is a constitutional scholar. Love talking to him. We're going to take a break. Come right back. And I want you to hear the absolute glory, the wonderfulness, the, the... the insight that is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and why I, I think I may have concluded that it's kind of a bad thing for her to drunk stream live. Oh, BZ, what are you talking about? Well, you're going to hear it when we come right back.
6: Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Hey, this is Michael Wright.
0: And I'm Shannon Wright.
6: Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media.
2: Why are they joining us?
6: For fun things like sports, politics.
2: Oh, maybe some news and entertainment?
6: And all kinds of other things.
2: Money and recipes and events. All kinds of stuff.
6: Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com.
2: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island Rail Station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York, the Lid himself, Jeff Dunnitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz.
3: Hey, girls, Carry Girl Gear is here. More and more women every day are concealed carrying, participating in competitive shooting and getting firearms training. It's not a boys' club anymore, and we don't have to shop in their stores anymore either. Finally, a cool and unique clothing line just for women. Dope tees and hats for the patriotic concealed carry and 2A girl. So what are you waiting for?
0: Go check out carrygirlgear.com today. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future money talk with melanie airs monday through friday 5 p.m east 2 p.m west right here on shr media and high plains pundit talk radio you can't afford to miss it
1: On the SHR Media Network, Sackheads Against Tyranny. On shrmedia.com, go there quick like a bunny, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, every Wednesday, live and direct on the SHR Media Network. shrmedia.com, be there.
8: For 50 years, I've seen the American people blinded, by corrupt politicians, a lapdog media, and deceptive Islam. The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant.
9: Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. Conservative media done right.
1: You're listening to the
9: SHR Media Network.
1: Wow, that was a great first hour. That was Professor Michael Jones, the underground professor, a fabulous guy. And that's why I like to have him on the show, because if you want to know anything constitutional, right out of this here little book that I have tabbed with all sorts of things. Professor Michael Jones is your guy, guaranteed. And that's why I go to him. Trust me when I tell you that it's going to come all about, and it's sad in my opinion that it has to come this way. But unless there is a, a challenge by someone, Republicans or otherwise, in court going to have to take the Democrats and all the individual 12 states to court to stem this ridiculous Electoral College uh, compact, state compact bullshit. They're going to steamroller this right up the arse, right up the bunghole of everybody in the United States. And as uh, Professor Michael Jones indicated, it's going to be all the large population centers from now into perpetuity, as far as the Democrats are concerned, the rest of you guys don't matter. You don't matter at all. If you're not in New York, you don't matter. If you're not in California, you don't matter. If you're not in Texas, you don't matter. And that's the way they want it. The rest of the states, as far as they're concerned, can just go straight to hell. It's unfortunate that that's how we have to conduct ourselves by lawsuits. But again, I emphasize you control the United States of America in two fashions. If you control education and you control SCOTUS, you control the United States of America. At this point, I would submit that education is essentially lost to conservatives, to people on the right. There may be a time when we'll acquire a smidgen of that back, but it's not today. It's not 2019, and it won't be 2020. But there is a glimmer of hope in terms of SCOTUS, because if they can't popularly, the Democrats realize that much of what they do, oh, that's right, isn't popular. So, then they have to ram it down your throat, like I say, or up your bunghole, and they do that with the courts. Now, if you have, I'm going to go to a, a happy story, not too terribly long from now, about how that's starting to change, and SCOTUS is starting to change, and things are starting to come around a little bit. Um, let's go, if we can, to the Ron Edwards Notebook.
4: For years, I have accurately proclaimed that the number one enemy of America is the government school system. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page Uh, from the Edwards Notebook. Many of us understand that what is taught to one generation dictates the direction the nation takes in the next. Any school system that indoctrinates an individual who is elected to government and proposes abolishing airplanes and cows and the ability of we the people to create wealth is bad enough. But when enough people are convinced they should support and vote for someone who wants to turn the United States into a giant Venezuela, then it's past time to take swift action to establish real education that teaches authentic history, mind-building math, English, etc., and supports a higher moral code. When Johnny and Maria can't tell the difference between right and wrong, and their parents don't have enough sense to discriminate the crucial differences, instruct their children accordingly, then the rest of us have a responsibility of standing up and stopping the government school indoctrination madness before Khrushchev's wish to see America buried comes to pass. I'm Ron Edwards. Let's meet Fridays on americamatters.us, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 12 a.m. Sundays on Talk America Radio Network.
3: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
9: Sponsored by David E. Garrett Jewelers.
1: That's one of the reasons I wanted you to hear Ron Edwards. And remember I said earlier, just this past hour, the prior hour, the first two things that the Democrats did when they were in power is they decided that they were going to go after the Electoral College. We had that discussion with Professor Michael Jones. The second thing that they wanted to do is go after your guns. Well, here's an article by Kurt Schlichter that I find very timely. Professor Michael Jones was talking about a civil war. We know that New Zealand officers have been tasked with going door to door now, starting to go door to door, because an insufficient number of citizens, when the state demanded, following the shooting at Christchurch, not enough citizens complied, so now it's time to actually confiscate. Now, will they give an adequate amount of money? Will there be reparations for the stealing of rights, liberties, and property by the state? That remains to be seen. Kurt wrote in townhall.com, An armed citizenry is a free citizenry, which is why liberals want you disarmed. Kentucky recently became the 16th state to amend its laws to get rid of onerous restrictions on healthy, law-abiding adults bearing arms, conforming its concealed weapon statutes to the Constitution and irritating liberals who prefer that we citizens remain helpless sheep. Some of us channel the founders and believe that it's every eligible citizen's duty to own the kind of guns liberals label assault weapons. In order to be able to personally protect ourselves, their families, their communities, and their constitution, others just want the option of carrying a 38 at a house of worship or elsewhere in public where evil might manifest. And we know that. But liberals oppose this natural white right. Why? Well, there are only two kinds of people who object to normal Americans being able to protect their lives and freedom. One, felons. And two, aspiring tyrants imagine that and it just so happens that both of them are key constituencies of the democrat party the trend in most states is to shall issue concealed weapons permits with a third of the states uh, tossing out even those useless obstacles to free citizens exercising their personal choice when it comes to packing heat stop yes do you realize folks especially live if you live in california where I'm broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California. So Californians, uh, people in New York, Chicago, major urban uh, rat cages around America, do you realize that there are states in the United States where you can carry concealed and you don't mean, you don't need the blessing of the government to do it as far as they're concerned? That's just a natural right. Are you aware of that that there are states still in the united states that treat you like an adult you might want to check how many states there are more than you suspect i shall believe in 2019 second amendment is evolving right with society increasingly recognizing this essential freedom should not be arbitrarily restricted liberals should be all aboard Remember how liberals kept telling us the conception of rights is supposed to take change in society into account? We always hear how the Constitution must evolve when it's a fake right that Democrats like, as opposed to one that's actually written in the damn Bill of Rights. Well, the overwhelming trend lately is for legislatures and governors across the country to democratically enact gun freedom measures. So we need to ask our liberal friends, where's your living Constitution now? Well, For some reason, gun-grabbing liberals seem to think that the existence of people who want to shoot random civilians should make us want to be less able to defend ourselves. Uh, no. The horrifying New Zealand terrorist attack would usually have drawn universal attacks by liberals on law-abiding citizens and Americans and their rights. On the upside, the dishonest and disgraceful slander of fellow Americans that usually accompanies these events was comparatively muted, Perhaps because this loser, who should die anonymously, his videos unviewed, his manifesto unread, and his name unspoken, was so transparently attempting to provide everyone with fodder to hate their political opponents. To rile liberals, he mixed in references to Trump and Candace Owens. To outrage us normals, he embraced leftism and environmental wackoism. It was a scam to set us at each other's throats. The proper response to this creep's crude manipulation is to not pretend that he was motivated by anything other than resentment over his own manifest inadequacies and failures. To hang this idiot's acts on one's political opponents for cheesy short-term rhetorical advantage is to play his game. Instead, we should come together in the hope that the Kiwis hang this idiot. But of course, some leading liberal lights and their gimps could not resist. Frida Khan, Max Boot, blamed Trump for the killing of many Muslims, which is uh, weird because supporting every war in the last two decades that killed Muslims is Max's jam. Now, Shannon Watts, the Annette Benning of American Beauty, of American liberal fascism, gave Mike Bloomberg his money's worth on Twitter. AOC could not resist. Check notes. Shakes head. Attacking people for praying for those uh, massacred while praying. Boy, the bloom is sure coming off that rose of that celebritwerp. It's convenient that she has such a big mouth because she's always sticking her foot into it. Oh, and Dick Blumenthal, uh, a Democrat, denang, had to pipe up too, blaming Trump. But we need to be compassionate and take into account how he suffers from PTSD from not going to Vietnam. This is why I love Kurt Schlichter. Democrats recently slid a common-sense gun-grab bill through the House, as I indicated, that would not have actually prevented any of the massacres we have seen over the years, but would have made you... A felon for lending your neighbor a 22. They were also annoyed at an amendment requiring ICE to be informed whenever an illegal alien tries to buy a gun, which is a great demonstration of their real, that's their real objective. It's not to stop violence because we normals are not violent without legitimate cause. It's to stop us normals from having a veto over leftist excesses. That's it right there. Thank you, Kurt Schlichter. Their goal is to slowly chip away at our gun rights until we wake up one day without our weapons living in Great Britain West, where the cops focus on bursting or busting, rather, dissenting subjects for mean tweets, while normal people can't walk the streets without getting stabbed or splashed by acid by thugs who know damn well their victims are defenseless. It's interesting to note that the UK's ruling class, having been instructed by the voters to leave the EU, have so far declined to do so. And when the referendum is ignored, what will the British people do about it? Let me read that sentence again because that's pertinent, that's pertinent to us and them. And when the referendum is ignored, what will the British people do about it? Nothing. They've already submitted. They gave up their guns because civilized people don't need guns, don't you know? Of course, when the ruling class tries to sell you civilization, what they're really peddling is submission. By the way, you do know that that's the true meaning of the word Islam, correct? Submission. Mm, I wonder. It's a sad irony, since our recognition of the natural right of the people to keep and bear arms derived from the same right recognized in England during its actual age of testosterone. Seed a monopoly of force within society to the elite and those wonderful, competent, and honest folks will totally respect you and work on your behalf. Right? Also, here's a profitable high-speed rail line from Bakersfield to Fresno. I'll sell you cheap. Just don't look at the Russiagate soft coup behind the mirror. The fact is that an armed citizenry is a true backstop to tyranny, an obstacle to total control over society by a small elite that seeks unbridled power. Stop. Isn't that what we were just talking about in terms of the Electoral College? And the answer is yes. Will we ever have to use it? Well, we hope not. But think of it as a fire extinguisher for fascism. Better to have it lying around than not have it when you need it. Now, this, along with the joy of rubbing your noses uh, in the fact that they can strip you of the dignity that comes with being a citizen and not a subject is the real reason the urban coastal left is so hell-bent on taking guns out of the hands of law-abiding Americans and leaving guns in the hands of people they control. Remember, the left is pro-guns. It's just anti-you having guns, too. The existence of murderous creeps combined with a rising crime rate and the media beaming us scenes of oppression in Venezuela, where those dummies compounded their foolishness in electing socialists by allowing themselves to be disarmed, reinforced the imperative of American citizens remaining armed and unruly. Now, Kirschlichter, we talked about it earlier on Tuesday He writes about an America that is split into red and blue nations in his novels, uh, and I talked about them last Tuesday. The first one is People's Republic, the second is Indian Country, and the third is Wildfire. And that's the article by Kurt Schlichter, which is why I read him, and which is why I highly recommend that you read him too. I think his articles come out every Monday and Wednesday at townhall.com townhall.com. Now I, I made a promise to you if I'm not mistaken and um, I said earlier in the show, I got about five minutes left before the bottom of the hour break. I think I can do this in five minutes. Yeah. All I need is about two and a half minutes to do it. This is wonderful. Now. AOC is not new. Just like any millennial or Gen Zer, she's a, a Gen Zer, I believe. She's 29, former bartendress. She, uh, I want to tell you, folks, she would not make it in the saloon, okay? Just a little impetus, a little information from me to you. But she got on a rant. She told us that the world is going to disappear in 12 years, it's going to blow up because of. Climate change and her Green New Deal needs to be indis, it needs to be instigated now 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 now. All the civilized countries need to be stripped of all their wealth and distributed, uh, distributed wholesale to everybody else. There's another story that just made me think of something, <clears throat> and uh, she also thinks that you know, if you're a woman. And you're thinking about having a child. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Boy, if I only had a producer. Anyway, if you're a women's and uh, you're thinking about having a child, well, you better not do it. Hello? Come on, do it. Ah, God, see, that's why I need a producer. You better not do it because you bring a child into this world and it's going to die in 12 years. Well, she, uh, this is great because if you, if you have already watched the video, what she's doing is three things at once. As she's talking, you're going to hear the audio portion. You're not going to be able to see the video. The audio portion I'll play in just a moment. What you can't see is that apparently she's building an Ikea piece of furniture. Now, how did that Ikea piece of furniture get assembled itself? Oh, that's right. Fossil fuels. Now from Ikea over in Denmark, across the fucking ocean to get here, how did it get here into her hands? Oh, that's right. Fossil fuels. Oh, and while she's doing that, she's eating some nummies. I can't quite tell what they are. And she's chowing down (laughs) on some wine. So this is AOC, who is uh, drunk streaming, and I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I wonder, is she okay? And I'm thinking, I don't know if this is a, a real good look for her. I'm How not many years sure. until
10: the world ends again? We have 12 years left to cut emissions by at least 50%.
1: Okay, by the way, I should tell you, the camera is on the floor, and she's leaning over the camera, and the furniture is on the right, and she's got a little bowl of something that she's eating from. If
10: not more. And for everyone who wants to make a joke about that, you may laugh, but your grandkids will not. So, I understand that the Internet documents everything for all those people.
1: The internet documents, everything.
10: Well, you know, you want to look about, you want to talk about looking in the back of history, looking backwards. You look back and you open history books on the civil rights movement and you see those folks who are protesting against the ability for African Americans and black Americans to have the right to vote. And they would hold up these...
1: Apparently, she doesn't listen to Professor Michael Jones. Bigoted
10: signs, and they would hold up signs that said things like, what about white rights, and like all of this stuff. In, 19, in the 1950s, 1960s...
1: White rights, white rights, have I got a great story for you, and happy stories coming after the
10: break. ...60s. So just know <laughs> that in the present day, there are a lot of people who hide <sighs> the fact... That their families and that their grandparents fought against principles of equal rights in the United States. Not a hundred years ago, not 80 years ago, but in this generation's lifetime. So just know that while a lot of people can hide that their grandparents did that in the civil rights movement, You should also know that the internet documents everything.
1: Yes, it does. And
10: your grandchildren will not be able to hide the fact that you fought against acknowledging and taking bold actions on climate change. Right. And people who are trying to mock and delay this moment, I mean... I just feel bad for you. I feel bad. I just pity you for your role in history. I pity
1: the fool. (laughs) I pity the fool. That's what she's saying. She's saying I pity the fool. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Time to take a break. We'll be back after this, okay? Conservative (laughs) media done right. (laughs) (laughs)
6: You're listening to the SHR (laughs) Media
7: Network.
6: Hey, this is is Michael Wright.
4: And I'm Shannon Wright.
6: Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media.
2: Why are they joining us?
6: For fun things like sports, politics.
2: Oh, maybe some news and entertainment?
6: And all kinds of other things.
2: Money and recipes and events. All kinds of stuff.
6: Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com.
2: From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York. The Lid himself, Jeff Dunnitz. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com. At Lid Radio, we fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen, Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnitz.
3: Hey, girls, Carry Girl Gear is here. More and more women every day are concealed carrying, participating in competitive shooting and getting firearms training. It's not a boys' club anymore, and we don't have to shop in their stores anymore either. Finally, a cool and unique clothing line just for women. Dope tees and hats for the patriotic concealed carry and 2A girl. So what are you
0: waiting for? Go check out carrygirlgear.com today. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it.
1: The new show on the SHR Media Network, Sackheads against tyranny on shrmedia.com go there quick like a bunny 11 p.m eastern 8 p.m pacific every wednesday live and direct on the shr media network shrmedia.com be there
8: for 50 years i've seen the american people blinded by corrupt politicians a left dog media and deceptive islam The one thing the elites fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through Spreaker, iTunes, and SoundCloud, through SHR Media and the Western Free Radio Network for half a century of experienced perspective on political and social issues, weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy, and catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Broadcasting
9: behind enemy lines in occupied California, a mere two miles from the state capital, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon radio show can be heard every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern. Only on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com to listen. You can also watch on the SHR Media Facebook page and the SHR Media YouTube channel. No goldfish were abused in the making of this ad. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media
1: Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's the final 25. The final 25 minutes of the Bloviating Zeppelin's Preserved Bobcat Saloon Radio Show. That's me. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California that's spelled with a K. In the sumptuous and palatial SHR media studios. Thanks earlier to my fabulous guest, Professor Michael Jones. At one time called the underground professor because he dared to talk about the Constitution. And that's why I have him on the show. I'm of two minds. I think it's time that perhaps we, we laugh at certain people. And then I think it's time that we understand what leftists are really about, but I'm, I'm of two minds about all of that. I'm of three minds now because I was going to throw the phone lines open. Um, I want to get at least before I do that, I want to get at least a couple of these out.
9: It's time for happy, happy
1: stories and good times. Here's one. I guess I'll have to go over these in uh, uh, you know, a little bit more rapidamento type of fashion. This is from the New York Post. ocasio Cortez still hasn't paid tax bill from failed business venture wait 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 if i if i had a producer uh you would have heard ocasio hasn't paid a tax bill from a, a previous uh a debt huh Okay, and I don't have a producer, so that, <clears throat> that's not what you heard. Democratic darling uh, Alexandria Casio cortez AOC still hasn't paid a six-year-old tax bill left over from a failed business venture. Now stop right here. Do you possibly think that had there been a Republican equivalent, a Republican darling, a Republican who grabbed everyone by the glottis and whom everyone loved... Do you think they would have said something about this tax bill hanging over her head? Well, not just yes, but extra crispy fuck yeah, yes, that would be true. Okay, so she's got a tax bill hanging over her head. I kind of like that. Okay, we're skipping. We're we're moving. We're moving. We're walking. This is a new poll. This is from LifeZet. New poll won't make Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez very happy. A new poll, she won't be happy. There are shocking numbers from the latest Quinnipiac University survey for the firebrand Democrat Socialist from New York. A new Quinnipiac University poll shows that an overwhelming majority of voters either hold a negative view of AOC... Democrat, new york or know too little about her to form any kind of opinion whatsoever the numbers are shocking for a woman widely considered to be the socialist leader of the so-called resistance party okay i think i'm moving on from that as well uh let's see i'm not going to do that i am going to go here now this is uh i'm going to read this and then i'm going to continue to read some uh go over some some happy stories But this is, oddly enough, a story that I found today where Fox News doesn't generally do this. But in this story, Fox buried the lead because here's the headline. I'm going to tell you what the lead is. The headline is man wearing mega hat says woman berated him at california starbucks for supporting trump okay well that sounds kind of bad right okay a 74 year old man busy said a woman berated and called him a racist at a california with a k starbucks on monday after she spotted him wearing a red make america great again hat in support of President Trump. The man who identified himself as Victor told KTVU he was wearing the iconic red hat when the woman began yelling at him outside the coffee shop in Palo Alto. Quote, this woman came over and not only started screaming at me, she turned to the Starbucks audience and said, Hey, everybody, come here. This guy's a racist. This guy hates brown people, Victor told the news station. Victor, <clears throat> who is Jewish, also told other news outlets that the woman called him a Nazi. Isn't that perfect in her world? This is where it does get better and becomes a happy story. This is where Fox buried the lead. I yelled at him, uh, called the entire Starbucks to order, and yelled, she called the entire Starbucks to order and yelled at him uh, more about how it's not okay to hate brown people. I called him more names and told him to call the police. He wouldn't call the police, so I called him a wimp. He got his stuff together to leave. I followed him to the register. Wiley complained about me, read the post on Mankey's page. Now, if you want to say hello to her, again, her name is Rebecca Mankey, M-A-N-K-E-Y, not like, um, let's see, who was that? Inspector Clussell. Uh he wants a room for his Minky. No, this is Rebecca Mankey. Uh, her page, read the post on Mankey's page, which feature this, imagine this, which has since been deactivated. Then I chased him out of Starbucks, yelling at him to get the fuck out of my town. Uh, she later wrote in a comment that she was going to publicly shame him in town and try to get him fired and kicked out of every club he's in okay stop uh the dude looks pretty old to me uh the story says he's 74 um do you think he's working right now do you think he's retired She's going to get him fired out of every job that he's employed in. Now, he may be going to clubs. That could be true. But getting him fired, that's not probably going to happen. Palo Alto Police, Palo Alto, California, said both parties did not file a report on the incident mankey. However, are you ready? This is great. (laughs) This is where Beezy drops that little buttery kernel of schadenfreude. Mankey, however, was fired from her job at Gryphon Strings, a guitar sales and repair shop, after the store owner was made aware of the altercation. Here's the quote. Gryphon does not believe anyone should be harassed or subject to hate speech, no matter their beliefs. Music has historically been something that has brought people of diverse socio-political backgrounds together, the store said in a statement earlier this week. We would like to make it clear that the opinions expressed and actions taken by the employee are not indicative of how we conduct ourselves at the shop, and we hope we can continue to serve our customers across the country respectfully and universally, as we have done for nearly 50 years. Folks, just from that BZ suggests to you, because I don't tell you anything, I suggest to you that if you have some kind of a stringed instrument, you might find it, and maybe it's time to rewind your bass guitar, or maybe it's it's time for some new strings for your cello, or maybe you need some new strings for your trumpet or your bassoon. Uh, So, hey, Gryphon, G-R-Y-P-H-O-N, Gryphon Strings, apparently you can order online. So if you need strings, maybe that's a great place to go for strings. I'm going to continue with some of the happy stories. Uh, I got this to work last week, Uh, Kaiser called in, and so I'm going to try to see if I can get it to work now. I'm going to throw the line open uh let me see if I've got the right one for that I think I've got the line open we'll find out if you want to call it's area code 209 where's my number there it is area code 209-284-3210 I'm going to give you that again for those of you who just tuned in area code 209-284-3210 one zero uh this is the first time i've thrown the line open so uh, i guess i get what i get if i get a lot of people however and i can tell when people are calling um i'm gonna ask you very kindly not to stay on for all that terribly long but i'm just gonna wait and see how it goes so when you call you call if you don't you don't in the meantime guess what i still have more happy stories i didn't go over this one because uh, a whole bunch of stuff happened but this was really grand i loved the hell out of this this is from cnbc stormy daniels ex-lawyer michael avenatti arrested for an alleged 20 million dollar extortion scheme against nike embezzling clients money and defrauding a bank so stop i think that's all i need to do right now hey welcome to mamba in chat good to see you sir I think all I need to do is just go over the headline for that and let the rest of you gimps who somehow may have done business with Michael Avenatti, uh, any kind of business at all, know that he took whatever funding you paid him for whatever services rendered. Uh, I don't know, maybe that got that went out for, you know, the tune up for his Porsche or something like that. So he's a gimp. He's done. Can you m- imagine that at one point this guy was saying that he was a presidential candidate? A presidential candidate. What a, As the Warner Brothers commercials would, or I'm sorry, the Warner Brothers cartoons would say, and I think Bugs Bunny specifically said this, what a maroon, what a maroon is Avenatti. And I think you're probably not going to see much of him anymore. This is a happy story because it's just sort of weird. And it involves Canadians. And it involves toilet paper. This is a real headline. I am not making this up, boys and girls. U.S. plush toilet paper use. See what the headline writer did here? U.S. plush toilet paper use wiping out Canada's forests, flushing away the future, says a report. The report gave failing grades to the leading toilet paper tissue and paper towel brands for using only virgin fiber pulp, mostly from Canada's old boreal forests. Um, Let me stop something, uh, inject this, because this is a personal observation from BZ. About 10 or 12 years ago, I visited B.C., B.Z. visited B.C., which is British Columbia. That's the furthest left, furthest west state, province, the same thing as a state, in Canada, British Columbia. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. My, my introduction... Oh, wait a minute. I am getting some phone calls. Okay. Hang on. Let's try... Let's try this one first okay magic caller you're on who are you say this is s- mike bz mike uh, mike pasqua yes sir okay mike what do you got to say sir because i actually have a second call coming in
7: well my my thing was and i i had to step away and i didn't hear you ask the question but i've been arguing with my friends about and this would have been a perfect question for your first, your 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 guy in the first hour but Okay. I've been arguing with, with my friends about who the president can and cannot appoint as a judge, as a as a justice. You know, and according to what I've seen, the 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 Constitution is quiet on this thing. But I would have loved to have heard Michael Jones. Uh, like i said on this, but i kind of had to step away so i i didn't hear if you asked a question or not but yeah it's like i mean and we know i'm asking them the question because we know that rbg is not long for this world probably
1: you know well i'm sure she's getting a transfusion right now even as we're talking now in dc it would be uh, damn, almost one o'clock in the morning, and I'm sure she's up reading Maxim or Playboy or something like that <laughs> and getting getting a dialysis, getting her blood changed, or maybe there's a local D.C. set of vampires who can provide her with clean, fresh blood, uh, if nothing else, from the set of The Walking Dead. So in terms of who the, the can be nominated for SCOTUS, tradition is such that it can be essentially anybody generally it's from a federal venue the people that are looked upon more favorably see the under scotus the people that have generally the most power are those federal judges that work in dc for the dc appellate courts so it's like scotus they have the greatest amount of power but some of the bigger selection areas are coming from the dc circuits oh they can come from the ninth they can come from anywhere but generally they chose federal judges And then it's up to the president to make any kind of a nomination. I don't believe in people. People, maybe you can tell me in chat. I don't believe that there's any constitutional language that states a president has to pick, for example, uh, a federal judge. I'm not even sure. I can't say for sure that there's language indicating that a, a judge has to be picked for SCOTUS, just as in some venues, for example. You can have a county judge that uh, at one point was the local dog catcher. So anyway, thanks for that question, Michael. I appreciate it, sir. And uh, folks, um, if you have any other calls, give me a call here. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, sir. I'm going to continue. The voracious use of toilet paper in the United States with the average American using almost three rolls each week and major manufacturers spurning alternative fibers. Oh, no. Major manufacturers spurning alternative fibers? Uh, what fibers? Do you mean what? Uh, splinters? Is that what you're talking about? Is destroying Canada's forests and causing widespread environmental damage Two international environmental groups say. Stop. Now, we went to the call with Mike, and Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, the line's open, folks, if you want to call back. Um, but when I was in B.C., the interesting thing that I noticed while I was there is that Canada, unlike the United States, it, for whatever reason, it got stopped. Canada clear cuts stuff. So, oh, wait, here we go. We got uh, another in- incoming call. okay. Uh, let's see. Mystery caller, you're on. Who is it, please?
5: This is the man who has called in to check on the lava lamp, the mystery fibers
1: in the lava lamp. Ah, and and a massive... Im- it's funny you should mention that. And I have specifically not talked about the mystery fibers that uh, are... that are in the Mystic Lava Lamp itself. Would this happen to be the Alaskan himself? This is he. And and, and I say, uh, please excuse me if I've offended you, but I say himself instead of Z-self or Zer-self or, or Zif self I say himself. Um, but I should have you know at the beginning of the show, I don't know if you're listening or not, but in homage to you, because... I, I, you took me to task for this and I made sure now there was no chat show last night. And the reason reason for that is that sackhead Clint's uh, left nostril. I think it was his left nostril exploded and they had to shut down basically a three block radius in downtown Sacramento. It was that monumental. So we had no chat show, but I left the, um, Folks, you can see it over here. I don't know if you're watching, but you can kind of see it over my left shoulder, which would be your left shoulder. Oh, no, you can't, because I'm not on the proper uh, video frame to see that. Okay, there we go. Now you can see it. Now you can see it. Anyway, the lava lamp over there, I get here about an hour before the show, and sometimes because of the dim bulbedness, it's not enough heat to get the thing really going. But in honor of the Alaskan, I left this puppy on For the past two nights. And so what you're seeing is a a lava lamp that's absolutely unchained. It's been unchained, Sir Alaskan, and it's all due to you. My hat is off, and I salute you, sir. There we go. Which camera? There we go. That camera. I salute you, (laughs) sir, for having the temerity to challenge me personally. And I responded to that challenge. You threw down the gauntlet, and I picked up.
5: The lava lamp. Yes. Yes. And and for that, I say thank you very much, sir. The lava lamp, if it's going to be lit, must be lit early. You're right. You're right. For for what for one other thing? Yes, sir. Okay, I, I must say, look at the crowd that the lava lamp has drawn in for us tonight
1: yes you know, I, this was a great it, chat room tonight there was a lot of yes. people here and i appreciate that and and folks i gotta tell you i'm picking up listeners i've gone to another uh, media network so i've i've kind of doubled and depending upon the how stupid i feel and whether my topics blow or not um i've picked up at least double my listenership and then sometimes tripled and quadrupled my listenership to the the couple of thousands now uh so Thanks. That's why you folks may think that your being in chat isn't important and that my, I, I try to pay more attention to the chat room now. And the, the problem is that now I've got to try to figure out I've got four potential chat rooms in which to inhabit the original at shrmedia.com where I like, you know, I, I know all the people that are here and I, I like to interact with you. Well, there's also another chat room going on. The SHR Media YouTube channel has its own chat room, and I see people there. And the SHR uh, Facebook page has its own uh, chat room, and I see people there, and I try to answer them later after the show. And now the Redcon One Media Facebook page has a chat room, and there's a ton of people in there that leave last show i got like 60 or 70 comments and then i went back and responded to to those folks so i apologize if the chat room in which you are occupying is not the chat room that i immediately respond to i would only ask you one thing if you're listening right now or if you're in podcast because if you're in podcast you're certainly not chatting right now anyway moving right along if you go to the shr media shrmedia.com chat room that's where i usually broadcast and so i i respond to that chat room because it's just me i don't have any other people here i don't have a producer literally i have six screens looking at me i got to do all the audio and all the paperwork and all that kind of stuff and then if i have somebody on the air i got to talk to them too so unfortunately at my elder age i can only be in one chat room at a time because i'm not that facile and let's be frank i'm not that smart either because i'm sort of a techno luddite but to everybody including you alaskan and thank you for being in the chat room so religiously recently these days i really enjoy it when it's an active chat room I really enjoy it when people are talking back and forth to each other. And I know what happens in a chat room, because I've been in chat rooms, is I'll be going, me, me like a Charlie Brown thing. I'll be going... Wah, 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 wah. And everybody in the chat room will be talking about. Well, I had a penis extender back in 1955, and that went along with my 1954 Nash Metropolitan. Hey, I had a Nash Metropolitan once. Did you really? Was its name Bill? No, I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback named Bill, and it doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about. I get that. I get it. I just appreciate the fact that everybody's in chat. Oh, and Kaiser's in chat, and Bamba. So, really, Uh-oh. thanks to you, sir. Kaiser
7: just, Kaiser just showed up, too.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He
7: did.
1: Yes, he did. So, thank you, Alaskan. Yes,
5: I, I told you the lava lamp is
1: key. It is.
5: Clyde can protect the lava lamp. Well, and you just need to leave the lava lamp unchained.
1: Okay. Unchain my heart Unchain the lava lamp And mostly unchain Clyde So folks if you're watching right now You can see I'll move out of the way a little bit You can see there's the lava lamp And then you can see the license plate That says BZ's Saloon But if you want to actually see Clyde who is The Bobcat Of the Berserk Bobcat Saloon I've changed views so that you can see Over my left shoulder at the very top He's he's sort of limbed in blue. Where is he? There he is right there. There's Clyde right there. That's Clyde if you're watching. And he's a a blue bobcat right now. And he'll probably continue to be a blue bobcat for a while. Anyway, that's Clyde. Given to me by Whiskey Dale. And I greatly appreciate it. So, I gotta tell you, folks. I have had a great, great night tonight. Uh, Do I have another story? uh okay this is a good one i'll end on this and alaskans on the air so what the hell this is a happy story this is a good story i at least in my estimation a court has kicked care the council on american islamic relations and and i find this shocking for the state of california shocking california with a k court kicks care out of san diego school district wait a minute wait just a damn minute because if i had a producer what you would have heard is court kicks care out of a san diego school district But that's not what you heard because I don't have a producer. In a landmark case, the Council on American-Islamic Relations CARE has been forced out of the San Diego Unified School District. A lawsuit was brought against the district for partnering with CARE and allowing the Islamist organization to run a discriminatory, unconstitutional propaganda program in its schools. The court agreed with this assessment. I'm sorry. I think... That's a massive, massive, massive plus. And you know what? I hope you do too.
4: Has we'll meet again.
3: Hey, thanks.
1: Alaskan, thanks for calling in. Thanks, Mike, for calling in. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome, excuse me, thanks for listening to the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show, live and direct right here on the SHR Media Network. If you want to contact me, you can find me on Twitter at bzep at B-Z-E-P. Thanks to Big Sarge at Redcon One Media for simulcasting my show. Thanks to SHR. Promotional consideration is by the Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, the Boeing company. If it ain't Boeing, I ain't going. Pratt & Whitney engines thrust. You can trust. Tiaras are by My Little Pony. Thanks to my personal KC-135 kettle one refueling team with whom I will be consorting in less than an hour, and thanks to everybody for being in chat. Thanks to Professor Michael Jones. Thanks to all of you for listening live, partaking of the show, listening in podcast. You have a great weekend. God bless. Take care. Be safe.
4: Everybody, quiet down now and get some sleep. Night,
0: everybody. Good
4: night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, everyone.
0: Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy.
7: Good night, children. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. What's going on? I was asleep. What's everybody doing? Good night. Good night, Jim Bob. night. Good night
5: and good luck.